0: everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Whiskey Sessions. This is A Metz here with B Pimp. B Pimp, how's it going? We're rolling like Fred Durst. We are rolling like Fred Durst. Speaking of things that are dated, it's a brand new year. Did you know this? That it's a new year? It is. It's 2018. Oh my god. Yeah, I feel like 2016 and 2017 were pretty long years, but 2018... Fresh new start. It's, I know I'm going to be writing 2017 on all the checks that I write for the next couple of months, but once I get ready for it, I'm ready for it. Are you ready for 2018?
1: Yeah, it's like, you know, if you start the age of the country at the turn of the century, now we can vote. Oh, that's
0: a good point. If we were born... Congratulations, America. If we were born in 2000, which I'm just (laughs) going to go ahead and say neither one of us were. No. And we turn whenever our birthday is this year, that's when we can vote.
1: Yeah, or buy cigarettes. So,
0: whatever you want to do. Hey, I had this conversation with Maggie. I thought it would be hilarious. So, I mean, they're like big milestones when you grow up, right? There are 16, you can drive. 18, you can vote, smoke cigarettes, a couple other things. You're essentially not a minor anymore. And then 21, you can drink. What if. We kept those same three years, 16, 18, and 21, but we left it up to the person as to what new privileges they would be granted. <laughs> Do you think everybody would like hold off on voting until 21? Yes, you'd yeah. have a lot
1: of drunk 16-year-olds. That... <laughs> you'd have
0: a ton of drunk 16-year-olds. But see, they wouldn't pick
1: driving first. Well, maybe they would. So you'd have to hope that they pick drinking they get that out of their system in the first two years because they realize it's like a waste of time. Right. And then they, by the time they're eighteen, they're ready to go. They're like, I want to get out on the road, yeah. and start driving, and then they wait to vote till they're
0: twenty one. That yeah, I I think that's how it would work. Um, but that's a theory anyway. That's that's if I run for office, that is what I'm proposing. On You're gonna call level. it
1: pick pick your privilege.
0: Pick your privilege. I like it though, right?
1: Yeah, that's a pretty good idea.
0: You're and then giving if, people choices. If the kids make what is obviously the wrong pick in terms of like what is good for society, like they actually want to drink at 16 and don't care about voting, then I think we can already develop a file on those kids to know that they're going to be bad kids.
1: <laughs> what if they all pick voting at 16 and we get a bunch of people, like a bunch of 16-year-olds out there voting?
0: Well, I don't want a bunch of uppity, shitty 16-year-olds. thinking that they know the political stuff.
1: This has legs. We've got to see how this goes when you run for office. No,
0: I think for sure. Uh, But now that it is 2018, B-Pimp, do you have any big uh, resolutions for this year that you have?
1: I'm notoriously wishy-washy with this stuff. So, in keeping with that, I'm going to go with some big goals I have that I have no real intention of keeping for this year. (laughs) But I would like to dream big and think that I'll do all of them. For sure. one is become an accomplished rock and roll drummer okay. by the end of the year. That's um, cool.
0: You have a whole year to do it.
1: I got a year. As long as I'm playing in concerts by like New Year's Eve of next year, I've, I've accomplished it.
0: I think so. Um, and the other is to
1: become a uh, to become a proficient at card tricks.
0: Ooh, that'd be cool. So that I
1: can I can go around and swindle people out of their money, plus in, and, and impress people at parties.
0: That would be great. I. I myself would also like a way to swindle people out of their money. I don't have a, a clear path as to how I would do this, but that's just a general New Year's resolution for me.
1: <laughs> just become like a... A swindler. Just a swindler, in, and it doesn't have to be specific. You can, Whatever way you decide or you come up with to be the swindler, it works.
0: Yes, for sure. I definitely... Dietary-wise, now that we're on the West Coast, uh, I definitely want to continue my effort for less meat um, and more vegetables and maybe more fish because I think that would just be a healthier lifestyle yeah you're in the you're in a great place to to do that I will say I am a big fan of agriculture in California I feel like the Central Valley well not just the Central Valley but like we it seems like they grow everything here yeah so I'm kind I'm, of jealous I'm excited for that. You know what I want to do is get, like, one of those, like, farm boxes delivered to us. I think I want to start one of those. I mean, they have those in Illinois, too, but I I definitely want to uh, start one of those here. Now, especially that I feel confident that we will actually receive the packages that get sent to us. I didn't always feel that way in Chicago. So, I think that'd be good. (laughs)
1: That's a big. That's a big uh, thing to put your mind at ease. You know that you're probably going to get your mail.
0: Probably going to get our mail. I feel good about that. But I also feel good about our whiskey for the week. And B Pimp, I know you've got a good one. So why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about it?
1: So I've got a special one, courtesy of my father, the great Bob McCastro, Bobby Nets.
0: He went Bobby to Nets.
1: Door County, Wisconsin. Nice. And he went to Door County Distillery, and he got me this Door County Rye. Ooh. Um, and it's a uh, crafted in Door County. It's 40% alcohol, so 80 proof.
0: Okay. Fairly low.
1: And, yeah, pretty low, but it's spicy and bold, and it's uniquely distilled with Door County's natural limestone filtered waters, giving it distinctive flavors only found in that region. Interesting. Well, let's see how it is.
0: Alright, B-Pimp. You're thinking about it. You've tested it out. Now is the moment of truth. Is that whiskey smooth, or does it get the boot? Not to continue our pattern, but this is smooth, baby. Nice. I'm glad. You know what? I gotta get on back on the smooth train myself, because I've had a couple boots in a row, but I'm glad that you found some good ones.
1: Well, you're just living up to your name, your newfound reputation as the Whiskey Slayer.
0: Whiskey Slayer, Bootmaster, I there are so many names floating around, and I can't deny any of them.
1: But I think if you wanted to put your boots away, you should, um, you should, you could do worse than this Door County,
0: County. Right Here, I'm going to be straight up honest with you. Here in Northern California, I think I am going to have a difficult time finding whiskey from Door County, Wisconsin.
1: You might. I mean, I might have to, like illegally send these to you somehow or, like, hire someone to drive some to you.
0: I but, Please do that. I mean, I'm not going to pay for it, but...
1: No, I would hire them.
0: Okay, okay, good.
1: You know, it would be a mission of whiskey... Um, I don't know what you would call it. It would be a mission of love for whiskey for this person. Plus, I would pay them a little bit of money. Right, I think... You
0: wouldn't even have to do that. I mean, maybe it's a tip, but... Yeah, and then...
1: I mean, this one, the reason I say... You could do worse. It's, it's smooth. This one has more of a burn to it. The last one I had, <laughs> can Didn't have that much of a, a kick or a burn. This one does, mm-hmm. but it's very pleasant The the initial, um, when you take a swig of it, it's, it is spicy and bold as they describe, but it's very, um, it's got, it also has a very like pleasant feel. Like I, I, I kind of, I didn't switch it around like you do with wine, but I kind of let it sit for a second mm-hmm. and it was very good. Um, I could see myself drinking this on a semi-regular basis. Plus, I'm drinking it neat, All right. and a lot of times with ice, it can, you know, when it's cold, it's a little bit easier to 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 drink. If you're not huge on that sp- specific type of whiskey, but this one holds up.
0: Good. No, I'm glad. I uh, I'm gonna make it a New Year's resolution for myself to get back on the smooth whiskey train. And I'm but I'm I'm glad you have some smooth ones for the listeners to try because they got to know what is a good whiskey. We can tell them what are bad whiskeys and they can know what to stay away from. But really, we ultimately, the purpose of our podcast, if it has one, is to tell the listener what's a good whiskey.
1: I think it's that and it's to um, keep Tim in in Denton, Texas um, from having shame about his daytime drinking.
0: Yes, (laughs) that's the other goal. No shame for no one, especially Tim and Denton.
1: I wonder how old Timmy's doing.
0: Uh, maybe we will find out a little bit later.
1: We gotta, we gotta check in with him.
0: Yeah, I think we should, for sure. But going on, since it is the start of 2018, we were trying to figure out, hey, what's our top five list going to be for this episode? And ultimately, why not just do top five years? Why, why? overthink it?
1: Why not?
0: Why not? It's an easy list to put together. You can have a million reasons why something would be a top five year or not. But that's what we're going to do. You might disagree with us, but that doesn't matter. These are our top five years. More than four, less than six. It's the top five. All right, we're talking about top five years. And my number five is 1996. So, here's what happened this year. The Seattle Supersonics went to the NBA Finals. They did lose, so that's why it's only number five. Uh, It was also kind of between when I was in fifth and sixth grade. Uh, Not to age myself, but you can figure that one out. Uh, Well, they don't
1: know that you then skipped a lot of different years of schooling because you were too advanced, so that doesn't give them a tip.
0: No, I did not go to high school at all.
1: You just skipped it. You showed up and they were like, why are you here?
0: What are you doing here? But, so yeah, my, my 1996, that's my number five. Fifth and sixth grade, I seem to recall being pretty good years. Sonics went to the finals, gave me a little bit of hope before they lost, but that's my number five. What's your number five, BPM?
1: Well, in 96, there was also presidents of the United States of America were on top of the music landscape, right?
0: You know, they just about were, yeah. 90, I'm trying to think when that album came out, if it was 95 or 96, but 96 was also a really good year for me to, like, starting to pick out, like, my own CDs and stuff like that. So it really was a very, um, yeah, what's the word I'm looking for? But it's, it was definitely, I was, like, figuring out who I was going to be, especially musically.
1: 96 was, like, the mountain, and you were standing atop of it. Yes, and you were peering out into the future of your life.
0: Exactly, and that's yeah. No, that's that's the best way to put it.
1: Okay, um, I'm going to go with for my number five. I'm going to go with 1991. Ooh, interesting pick. Now, there's one obvious reason. Now, it's telling that both of us picked basketball-related reasons for our for our, for our number five. Uh huh. This was the year that the Bulls first won a title. After years and years of trying and failing, they finally got over the hump and beat the Pistons, and then they beat the Lakers, and they won that that first NBA title. Plus, I believe this year, I was five years old then, I think I had a subscription to that Disney magazine for kids. Oh, okay. And I remember reading that obsessively, so I was probably really pumped about that. Plus, I had Game Boy, and I think Metroid 2 came out then. Whoa, good year. And that's a pretty good trifecta. And I had a weird obsession with, like, ordering and reordering my baseball card collection. I think that was at its heyday around then too.
0: I don't have proof that this is true, but I also think, I feel like, did the Super Nintendo not come out that year? And Um, was Zelda A Link to the Past, which I think is one of the greatest games ever, did that not also come out in 1991?
1: You know what, you might be right. I I was going to say it was a year or two later, but now that I think about it... I think you are right, because I think NES had been out in the U.S. by then for like five years.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, it might be. I also think, going back to my number five, I think 1996 is the year I got a Nintendo 64, which is... Oh, game. yeah. Yeah. Same here. Okay. Killer S-
1: Instinct Gold, baby.
0: Ooh, that was a great game. I was always saber Wolf, and I just like destroyed people with my combos.
1: Yeah, that was a great game. It was very hard, though.
0: Very hard. All right, my number four is 2014. So here's what happened. (laughs) I'm starting to realize, (laughs) why is this only number four? Um, I got married.
1: Oh, that was big.
0: Yep. Uh, And went to Argentina for our honeymoon. I guess the reason I have it number four and not higher is because I'm not sure what else happened that year. It was sort of a year of planning a wedding which maybe in a general sense, if people have planned a wedding before, is not always the most fun thing. It's a little bit stressful. But um, yeah, I gotta say, the wedding itself, amazing. Best day of my life. But a best day does not make a best year. And Argentina is incredible. And if you haven't been there before, definitely go. But so that that's reason enough for 2014 to be my number four.
1: I think Megatron will understand that it was great to have your dedication of a spot on this list to your your you know, your your union, your marriage. And she I don't think she'll get caught up in the fact that it was number four. I don't no. think that's gonna be a
0: big thing. And to be fair, it is not I mean, years down the line also have to do with her on this list. Okay. So she's not she's not relegated to number four and that's the last you'll hear of my wife.
1: okay good um my number four is uh i'm gonna go with
0: 2008 holy shit no way guess what we have coming up wait what did we call a double dip a double dip going into my number three okay go ahead 2008
1: well obama was elected yep which was great Um, that was a year of personal, interesting personal memories that I was a bouncer, um, at Trinity then, because I remember I was working, um, or that was when he was inaugurated, right? 2008. So he would have been elected. No, that's the election year. So yeah, Yeah. I was working at Trinity. And I was there on the night that he got elected, and it was crazy because, you know, his association with Chicago and all that stuff. And it was just a lot of fun. I have a lot of memories from that. It was a very uh, kind of a strange year because I was just over the drinking age, just starting to go out, like kind of that transition from like, you know, you've been in college, you're, you're partying a little bit, whatever. have a lot of good memories of that. I think 2008 was a good year for Guitar Hero, if I recall correctly, which I was very into at the time.
0: I believe that, yeah.
1: I think that might have been Guitar Hero 3, Legends of Rock that year, um, which came with a pretty sweet uh, controller, and then there was like an Aerosmith add-on. But, yeah, I think that was a good year, And and now that we have a double dip, I would like to hear your...
0: 2008. Oh, for sure. Well, we had talked about Obama getting elected and we were lucky enough to actually be able to be in Grant Park on election night when he was there. And that was just so electric. I don't know that I've ever had a sensation with like that. And everybody there was so jubilant and so happy. It was just, it was incredible. The energy there was incredible. I don't think that we were close enough to really even like see him. Um, but it was amazing. 2008, also for me, it was also a transitional year. Like, I was coming off of, I had a year off between undergrad and grad school. And that year off was like a very, uh, a million different jobs, none of which were a very good time for me. And I was involved in getting you a couple of those, so I apologize. <laughs> no, if you hadn't gotten me those, I don't know what I would have done. Honestly, I mean, they're like being a bouncer is not my favorite kind of job, but if I wasn't a bouncer, I don't know how I would have made any money ever. And I will say the nice thing about being a bouncer and basically working every weekend, I didn't work that many hours overall. I probably worked like three days a week, but the nice thing about working every weekend, even though I made like just a couple dollars more than minimum wage was that at least I wasn't spending any money every weekend. Yeah. So it kind of balanced out, uh, and the, Oh, go ahead.
1: No, go ahead. You can, I, well, I was just gonna say, it also another side product of that is like you're working weird hours, and at least for yeah. me, I felt that it got me, um, it got me into like, it's probably not good for you overall, like to sleep on that schedule and like whenever you're drinking more, probably whatever. Oh but, no, it's not. But, but, I mean, like, I, do, I did feel that because I had to be, like, up on my feet, ready to go, like, doing a lot of stuff for, like, eight hours at a time when I would work those shifts, it made me feel like it, in a, it, like it was a net positive physically because I was more active, more alert. I always had to be paying attention. I just thought, like, it, had, it gave me, like, this weird kind of sharpness when I was doing that job.
0: Well, no. And also, you know what's nice about it is it's – I don't have that many, like, great individual stories from it, but it, I can always say – One, I was a bouncer at the shitty bar, and people will be like, you were a bouncer? (laughs) And I can also say, like, probably for the rest of my life, like, what's the worst job I've ever had? Even if it wasn't really the worst job I've ever had, I can be like, well, being a bouncer at a 4 a.m. bar was the worst job I've ever had. And no one would, like, dispute that, especially when the majority of when I worked, it was... Uh, because it was at mother's on division it was outdoors and it was one of the colder chicago winters I mean it was zero degrees on multiple nights it was like miserable yeah that's and, definitely
1: one of those stories that you always have that's interesting that that a lot of people that i I mean, there are a lot of people that end up working as a bouncer for some period of time, but, like, it's an interesting thing that that people that are not in that world, they're like, they're always curious about what it's like.
0: Yeah, and the other th- great thing about 2008, well, a couple other things. I started grad school and then also went to Chile uh, to visit Maggie while she was doing study abroad there, and going to Chile was awesome, especially in the spring, ahead of going into grad school in the fall. So it was it was like overall like a really good year.
1: I remember when you did that. That was cool.
0: Yeah, I was happy to do it. All right, what is your number four? Or no, number three, excuse me.
1: My number three is
0: 2005. Oh, all right. What's up with 2005?
1: White Sox won the World Series. Oh, that's right. Extremely excited about that. That yeah. was, um, as a White Sox fan who always like I never, my identity as a white Sox fan has never been wrapped up in the fact that like they hadn't won a world series in so long or whatever. Um, or that the last time they had like a really good team, the, the Mariners whooped them in 2000, but, um, they did, they did win and it was great. It was exciting. It was a great series, very entertaining playoffs. It was just, I was glued to that. Um, and I, I remember it very well. Plus I was a freshman at DePaul at the time. um, which was exciting. It was like a whole new experience, and then we would have, we we met that year, right? Because that's when you were a sophomore.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, I'm trying to think, I'm not sure if we would have met in 2004 or 2005, because it would have been some basketball season right in there. Um.
1: Yeah, you're right. It was probably right on the cusp there.
0: Yeah. You know. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure.
1: Because we, I started at Depaul in the. In the fall of 2004. And then um, 2005 would have been the end of my freshman year. And you were there then. So it's just a matter of like when that happened. But yeah, let's give it to
0: 2005. Oh, yeah. That sounds about right. I
1: I agree. It's in there. Number three, baby. Mark it down.
0: Number three. All right. My number two 1985. The year you were put on the earth. The year I was put on the earth. And the year that Godzilla, 1985, was released in the U.S. Oh! So it's kind of like a... It's hard to say. Obviously, the year of my birth is more important, but also a Godzilla movie I really like. And just like they did in the 1950s version of Godzilla for the American release, they kind of re-filmed some of it to include Raymond Burr, who used to be... um, if you're familiar with old TV shows, Perry Mason back in the day. So they took an older Raymond Burr in 1985 and they filmed a few new scenes with him for the American version of that Godzilla movie. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's reason enough, I think, for it to be number two. But also, I was born that year.
1: We have like a... It's not a double dip because it's not the same year. But my number two is 1986. And that's when I was born.
0: Okay. Fair enough. The reasons <laughs> so we're both- are a double dip.
1: We're both, like, sort of self-centered, but, like, not totally because we didn't put it number one. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's the main reason I was born. Plus, I believe, aforementioned Nintendo Entertainment System came out here.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. That's that
1: year. If not, Famicom, which was the Japanese family computer, was the Japanese original. And I don't... I think that had been out for a couple of years, so I think 86 was the U.S. I'll probably get that wrong, but whatever. Um, there was also... A lot of good music came out that year. So, you know, that song, um, uh, Somebody's Watching Me, was out. Um, There was Too Shy by Kaja Gugu. There was uh, She Blinded Me with Science, Thomas Dolby. It was just a a jam packed year.
0: No, that is uh, definitely, obviously, the year of your birth is reason enough. But the hits, they kept on coming in 1986.
1: Uh Aha, take on me.
0: Oh, what? What a year. What a year. What a year. Alright, are we ready for our number ones? Oh, yeah. Alright, my number one is 2013. Alright, here's what happened this year. I got engaged. Got a dog. I went to Brazil. Obama officially started his second term, which, thank God. And I got... Uh, An uh, apartment that we really liked in Logan Square that we stayed in for four years.
1: Yeah, that was a great place.
0: Yeah, and it was underpriced, too. So, that was awesome.
1: That is a lot of good stuff.
0: Yeah, it was a really good year. 2014. Or, 13. <laughs> Can't remember what the year was.
1: No, it's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite year of all time. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean,
0: 13. Yeah, so that is... Yeah, a lot of good stuff happened. I like it. 2013. How about your number one?
1: 2013.
0: Oh, yeah. No, it deserves it. My number one is Dun, the da, da, da.
1: greatest year of all time, the year 2000.
0: 2000. Oh, good pick. It was my honorable mention. <laughs>
1: so, so the reason, number one, first and foremost, Y2K, which if you think back, was uh-huh. hilarious, because it was all anybody could talk about in 1999. Yep. Everybody was freaking out, because the computers are all going to implode, because they can't handle the code updating to, like, you know, it's going to be 2000, it's going to, banks are going to go, there's all these survivalists had, like, bunkers ready. It was pandemonium, and then literally nothing happened.
0: Nothing happened.
1: <laughs> it's like, can you imagine if that, I mean, we're in weird times now but think about that like everyone was concerned and then like there wasn't like some group of experts that could have been like "eh, we
0: know a lot about computers we think we'll be all right <laughs> <laughs> i don't know maybe they were saying that and we just weren't listening
1: yeah everybody was like no i need to have a bunch of different canned vegetables in my in my basement <laughs> <laughs> um what else was good that year that was uh i think when the dreamcast came out Ooh. To not to not to tie my sad life to only video games but I also was playing Chrono cross then because that came out for playstation which was a fantastic game one of my favorites
0: I need to check I don't I've never played that but I've always heard good things about it I believe uh uh Bahaman had who let the
1: dogs out in 2000 or was it 99
0: well you know what if it's 2000 and I think it is then that that's all the reason you need for that year to be number one
1: I could have just stopped.
0: Yeah. Hey, speaking of like our sports villains episode from a couple ago, um, that was also when A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez, one of your top sports villains, came up to the plate his last couple of years in Seattle, probably his last year. It was two Baja men who let (laughs) the dogs out. And the funny part about that story is that somebody else on the team started with that song and he demanded it be his walk-on music.
1: That's amazing.
0: Yeah. So, I just wanted to validate what you thought about him being a sports villain and also validate the fact that 2000 was the best year.
1: 2000 was great. Yeah. It was it's so even. It's aesthetically pleasing. It's 2000. Come on. You you can make glasses that look, you know, that have 2000 on them and everybody thinks you're cool if they're glittery and all and all that stuff. It's a, it's a great year.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. In lieu of honorable mentions for top years, what are some of your shit years?
1: Well, the worst was 2017,
0: definitely. 2017's been a real suck fest.
1: (laughs) It's been awful. Yeah. It's like everything, it's just like one thing after another of crap, is all all I could say.
0: It has. Okay, but I'll say this for it. This has been... A year full of whiskey sessions podcasts that have been great.
1: We're the only thing. We're like the lighthouse, keeping everything afloat. I mean, it's. I think so. It's been it's been a sea of shit.
0: Because right, because we started the like actually putting the whiskey sessions on basically all of the podcast networks on on iTunes and all that, like right before 2017, right? I yeah. Mean, so this has been the first full year 2017 was the first full year of it for sure but like not just the first full year like really really the founding year just about
1: yeah and it was and I, I well I, I don't want to get us in hot water because I think we're 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 tied to the uh pcasts with Zoom.
0: oh right well we're still but working I, on that deal
1: it's not yeah, it's not ironclad yet but no. yeah
0: we uh are we responsible for this for 2017
1: yeah, for it sucking. We started, and everything started going downhill.
0: Oh, I don't want to put that target on our back. But yes.
1: Okay. We just have to live with it.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: my other worst was 1995. Ooh. Um, 1995 sucks. Like, if you think about it, what was in 1995? It was like Sega CD had that one game uh. where... It was, like, Sewer Shark or something, and it got they got in trouble because there was, like, nudity. And I think it was, like, the chick from Different Strokes was in it. It's just like, weird, random stuff. There was, like, this po- Power Rangers game for Genesis that I had that frustrated me the whole year, and I could never beat it. And um, sports-wise, that was one of the years when Jordan wasn't playing. Ah. So... What am I doing watching, you know, the Bulls with, like, Scottie Pippen and Horace Grant only? Actually, he might have been gone, too. I think he went to the Magic already. What the hell?
0: Yeah. No, I I, can see what you're saying with that. Yeah, that was bad. I also would say 2016 was not particularly good. Well, I mean, when the Orange Buffoon got elected? Yeah. So, I think we're due. I think the point of this whole thing is that we are due for a real kick-ass 2018.
1: Oh, 2018 is going to be great.
0: It is going to be great. If you disagree with us that 2018 is going, not going to be great or going to be great, what was the point I was making? Send us an email? Yes. Send us an email or send us a tweet. You can tweet at us at Whiskey Sessions. That's at Whiskey Sessions, of course, because that's how Twitter works. Or you can email us at whiskey sessions Music at gmail.com. We will read your emails on a future podcast. In the year 2018, which is the greatest year of our time. And so, why don't we get to a couple of those emails. Be pimp. Are you ready for some emails? I'm ready. I'm always ready for emails. I'm ready too. Alright, let's do that. Let's open our email inbox. You sent us emails to read. Emails. And now we'll read them. Alright, so I have an email from Rick in Chicago, Illinois. All right, so it goes, hey, A-Mets and B-Pimp, question for you. Clearly, sports villains are in the eye of the beholder. I can't disagree with this. However, can we all agree that Skip Bayless is the worst?
1: 100% yes.
0: I absolutely agree with that. I don't think he stands for anything, and I'm not sure what his purpose is on television. But here's the thing I just noticed, and I can't verify this. He says, Skip Bayless is the worst, and this is from Rick in Chicago, Illinois. Is this his brother? Do you think it could be? Isn't he like a famous chef? He is. Do you think he's mad about his brother bringing down the family name?
1: Well, I know for sure he listens to us, and they would email us.
0: Well, no, no, no. Of course he would. So, uh, the question is... I think is, he is. I think it is hidden, too. I hate to say Are it. Are
1: we going to... I can't be involved with monitoring this Bayless family feud.
0: No, I can't either. I've got too many things on my plate.
1: We have got Steve and Stefan, and then if, if Rick and Ste and Skip are on here, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, what were the parents? <laughs> yeah, I know, right?
0: <laughs> Rick and Skip. Come on, guys. <laughs>
1: Skip's got to be a nickname for something, but still. Yeah. That shows you how bad Skip Bayless is. He's like, yeah, my brother Rick. He, yeah, he seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders. He's going to be a chef. Uh, you know, I'm going to go by Skip. I wanted to like kind of <laughs> rhyme. And then, when people find out we're related, they're going to be like, what is going
0: on? Yeah, I cannot believe they actually are brothers. I know. That's so funny. All right, what do you have for an email?
1: We got an email from our old buddy Tim in Denton, Texas. What? I feel a kinship with with him, so I'm going to read his email in the voice that that I've ascribed to him. Okay. So he writes, Hey, Whiskey Sessions. I had a Hinkley Springs guy here last week. He was trying to uh, update my water, and I asked him for a whiskey jar. <laughs> he said he would not deliver a jar of whiskey. He said they're only authorized to distribute H2O. I told him I got I got Angie, and I got Bimp, and I got the Whiskey <laughs> Sessions boys behind me, and I said they will call you, Hinkley Springs man, uh-huh. and tell you that. I'm doing a job for them, and I need whiskey at my fingertips. I need to be able to, like a water cooler at the office, you just go up to it, I can get whiskey all day, any day, and I need it for work. Sincerely, Tim, from Denton, Texas.
0: Well, okay, so am I to understand that the Hinckley Springs guy won't normally give you whiskey? I'm Tim,
1: I'm sorry uh, that you had to deal with this. We were going to have to, first, I didn't know Hinckley Springs had a, had, uh, distributorship down in texas but apparently they've expanded
0: i yeah i guess so uh but they have not expanded everything they should have
1: they obviously they're not they're not meeting the needs of tim no he needs whiskey and we can't buy him we can't you know be responsible for buying all of his whiskey we've already given him a cover right for his drinking during the day but we i mean if we need to we need to use our clout I get on the get on the horn with these Hinckley Springs honchos and find out a way to get him some some jugs full of that delicious whiskey.
0: No, I think we do. Did he did he actually leave the number for Hinckley Springs?
1: Uh, he didn't. But he, he all he sent an e- he sent that email in that I just read. Uh-huh. He also has left me like sixteen voicemails, and I have not listened to. I've only listened to twelve. Okay, so there's four. Still, to go. <laughs> to go so through. he may have left it in one of those four.
0: Are they, what, like 20 minutes long each or something?
1: Yeah, a couple of them are just silence because I think he forgot he was calling me. Oh, right, right, right. So it might have been during, like, the heavy drinking day. Like, I think, like, between noon and 2.30 p.m.
0: Ah, okay. Well, we might have to share one of those on a future PCAST.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll try to clean up some of the audio and see if we can get one of
0: those on. <laughs> Do you mean clean up, like, the swearing or... Well, just the belligerence or just the audio quality? There's
1: it's a few things. I think he's got one of those. um, He's got one of those like you know those little portable phones that they used to sell at like Best Buy or Circuit City that Uh look like they're from like 1976. I think he has one of those. Ah, okay. So sometimes it's just really muffled, and then he goes on long diatribes that have. Would sound like racial slurs, but I, <laughs> I, I, can't place the words. I think he's he's really angry okay. about something. So I'm gonna have to see if I can look up some of these words on Urban Dictionary and find out if they're like what level of offensiveness we're dealing
0: with. Right. Yeah. We want to kind of maybe screen it a little bit before we put it on the podcast itself.
1: I'll I'll play you a few and see if you have the same
0: okay. reaction to it that I <laughs> we'll do. We'll figure it out. We don't want to get in hot water ourselves.
1: No. We want to help him, but. Right, but I mean,
0: to at it, from a distance.
1: From a distance, I don't really want to get my name to... He doesn't know our names because he called us. I believe he called us Angie and <laughs> Bimp. Which Bimp
0: is a classic name, though I could see.
1: He just removed a letter, but you—he must think you're like the creator of Angie's list or something. I don't know. I wish You
0: should have that Angie's list money. He
1: must think it's sure for Angelo or something.
0: Yeah, No, perhaps. All right. Uh, well, I'm sure we will hear from Tim and Denton. And uh, we would also like to hear from you. So send us an email at whiskey music at gmail.com. And we will read it on the air. But that is all that we have for this episode. Be pimp. Do you have anything that you want to leave the fine folks at home with? We're
1: working on it, Tim.
0: We're working on it, Tim. All right. That's it for now. Signing off. This is A Mets. I'm B Pimp. Peace out. Bye.